friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. Tonight, we're finishing our discussion on flipping our emotional switches. We're going to talk about turning up the funny. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Wednesday. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. We're going to turn up the interesting to 11, right, uh, on the on the ten point scale, we're at eleven tonight, right? At, at so. least eleven. Well, you know what we did is on Monday we talked just about one emotion. So I said, well, here's how we'll divvy it up. So half the time we spend on just fear, and then the rest of the time we spend on all other emotions. So we've cranked up the urgency in addition to the into the interesting level here. We've got to cover the whole panoply of human feeling as we talk about what would we do if we had the ability to flip a switch, or I like what you said on the Monday show, turn a dial and either move up or move down our emotional reactions to certain situations, or maybe even just turn them off in certain situations. As I noted, we talked about fear on Monday, and there's research showing that they're identifying the place, at least in the mouse brain, where fear takes place and the possibility of manipulating that to increase or to decrease fear. So what's next? What are the other candidates for future emotional switches. Do you have a top candidate? Let me give you a different example for the fear uh, response. What if you've had a crush on this girl for our guy or whatever for years? You're about to go out on a first date. They've agreed to a first date with you. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could turn down the fear a little bit and turn up the funny? If you can get the other person laughing and having a good time with you, you are halfway home, my friend. Those are instances that I would like to adjust those dials a little bit. I like that scenario. Yeah, when I talk about turning up the funny, of course, I'm talking about turning up the sense of humor kind of on the receiving end, right? Right. Although it might help to turn up one's own sense of humor. If you can turn down the fear and make yourself more open to humor, make yourself, put yourself in a more humorous mood, you're probably going to be more fun and you're probably going to have a better time with that individual. Right. But what would really help is if you could turn up her sense of humor, right? Let's speak just as guys here for a moment, right? If you can, yeah. if, if you can make her appreciate the vast comedic talent that you possess. That you are uh, a comic genius is what you, is what you want to uh, have her think. Being with this guy is, I mean, it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to have a lifetime of laughter with, uh, with this individual. So, so yeah, once again, uh, the potential for horrible manipulation is always yeah, uh, right outside the... Uh, um, this is why we can't have access to other people's switches, by and large. This is why whatever we talk about doing, we want to talk about being able to flip our own switches. Although, we talked about fear on the Monday show, and we'll come back to sense of humor here in a moment, and we'll talk about some of these others. But one of the questions was, would there ever be a legitimate reason to crank up somebody's fear? And I don't think one of the things that we didn't touch on was, what if somebody just naturally has a deficit of that, and it's getting them into trouble, right? It's causing right. their life a problem, then you might, you might say, you know what, we're going to reset your dial just so you have a normal level of fear, so you feel fear at the right time. You've been stopped on the interstate doing 140 on your motorcycle three times now. We need to right. readjust your dial because you're going to get yourself killed and somebody else too. Of course, anybody now, doing I, that, there's probably several adjustments you need to make. but Potentially, but... Being able to uh, manipulate someone else's fear, it's you know that the ultimate marketing thing, right? Because that's that's what a lot of times what marketers want to do. They want you to fear body odor. So buy our deodorant spray. Or politicians are the worst at that, right? They they want you to fear what the other guys are selling, and so that you'll vote for them, right? There's lots of illegitimate reasons for 
manipulating someone else's fear. They use uh, traditional means right now to do it. But man, if they had the ability to do it in other ways, you know they would. They would. Well, you you want to talk about the other one that does get manipulated, and that's anger. Now, if we had an anger switch, what good would that do us? Well, it would be great if you could help people tamp it down. If people who who have too much of it or who who are experiencing it inappropriately or who it's just messing up their lives, you could just say, well, you know what, We're, we're going to turn the anger switch down. It's hard to imagine times when you would need to turn it up unless, again, you have someone who's just got a deficit who just doesn't experience it appropriately. They don't experience it when they should. But in terms of like tweaking it and making people feel anger when there's no good reason to feel anger, we already have social media to do that, right? I mean, to your point, we've already got people trying to piss us off all the time. Between making us fearful and making us angry, an awful lot of the mimetic, emotional manipulation that goes on in social media is all about attempting to get in and flip those switches, isn't it? Or at least turn those dials a little bit. In in the aftermath of the Columbine uh, High School massacre, they found the home videos of these two jerks, right? And uh, one of the things they were doing was working themselves in a frenzy. More anger, more anger. They were like encouraging each other to be angry about whatever slights, uh, normal slights that you get when you're in high school, right? Right. They were whipping themselves into a frenzy for months and years even before before this massacre. It was something that they were, it was like they were addicted to the emotion, the negative emotion of anger. Obviously, criminal psychologists have, have studied those videos very carefully and try to understand, you know, maybe identify uh, individuals like this prior to something like this happening. What's fascinating to me about that, Stephen, is think about that. We can look at that. You can hear that story and say, oh, my God, right? And look at those videos and say, how horrifying. But what we have been doing as a society over the last few years with social media is the exact same thing, right? I've told you, Phil, that I had to give up listening to commentators that I agree with. Right, right. Uh, Political commentators that I agree with, I've had to give up because I want to live a happy life. I don't want to be mad all the time. That's all that that was doing for me, was making me mad. So you know what? No, I'm, I'm not going to do it. There's no point in, be, in me being ticked off about what the opposite party is doing all the time. And instead, I, I choose to be happy. The funny thing is, if I were listening to commentators I disagree with, it wouldn't have that impact on me. I laugh at that crap, right? You know? Or you start to formulate your response, right? You start to think of yeah. what's your rational response if you were talking to this person, what you would, would say. They, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I don't get angry from that stuff. But the stuff I agree with, I get angry from. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting emotional response. I'm not that interested in it, then I want to continue it. So I, I, I discontinued listening to talk radio and things that I agree with. Well, good for you, Stephen. More people need to follow that example, I think, is the bottom line. Is, uh, as in so many areas, folks, just be more like Stephen, okay, <laughs> where, this one, where this one is concerned. You know, fashion sense, there's a lot of things, but uh, this, this in particular, I think, if people would, 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 would follow your example. The other image that comes to mind is you think about these, I can't remember what the name of the actual name of the group was, but it was, I believe, one of the northern barbarian tribes that used to square off against the Romans, and they actually called themselves berserkers, right? Which just yeah, whipped yeah. themselves into a frenzy of rage before they fought. Okay, so there's a strategy to increasing your anger, like the Columbine psychos did, in, in order to go commit some horrible crime. There's no real strategy to the social media. Getting- you know, the Nazis had their methods for doing the same thing. 
the guys that were involved in the, uh, the death camps, the amount of alcohol consumed by those guys mm. is off the charts. In order to tamp down normal feelings and to be a psycho constantly, they were drinking so much alcohol. That was, a, that was part of what they were doing. But they, they were also indoctrinating each other, too, uh, with the worst kind of thoughts and memes. Actually, what that speaks to is the fact that we've always had some means of flipping these switches, right? Right. Very, right. very crude ones. And I, the other thing I've heard is the Nazis were all doing meth. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that actually was something that uh, I think maybe that was more soldiers in the field. But it, it, it all goes to show you that to the best we could, we have been trying to turn these dials for a long time. We have definitely tried to work that anger switch for a very long time. It's interesting, though, that the situation we find ourselves in now with social media making us mad is maybe in some cases with some commentators they're trying to achieve some political aim but as we've talked about on a number of shows a lot of it is just it's just looking for click to click right it's just that's a way of keeping people engaged and getting more ad revenue out of them basically it's it's not that we care that you're mad it's just that we know that if you're mad that's the, that's going to keep us making money right that's that's kind of where that where that whole thing has ended up so there was no intention behind it, and it would be awesome if we had industries that worked a different way, right? Wouldn't it be great if we had one that was focused on cranking people's empathy up, right? If there was, right, if there was right. something that was working on, on improving that switch or people's sense of humor. What if you're a sociopath and you have this desire to live a more normal life, right? What, what if you could crank up the empathy or the funny or the whatever and engage with, uh, with humanity? I mean, wouldn't that be an effective treatment? It seems like it potentially could. And yeah. I wonder if, in a sense, social media isn't, not that we've all become social, sociopaths, but it's kind of been pushing us in that direction, right? It's almost like we need a cure. Oh. We almost need a treatment. And I don't it's know that we need... dividing us into tribes. I it, mean, it, for we, sure. You know, we, yeah, behaviorally. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know that we need electrodes in our brains and dials to turn, but if we at least had as powerful of social forces as we currently have working us in those directions... And the directions I'd really like to see is a little bit more optimism, a little bit more of a sense of just wonder about the world around us. You know, these, these emotions that social media almost never touches. It's interesting, just this past weekend, you and I both participated marginally in a discussion that was going on on social media. A friend of ours was asking for people to give their reasons for why would they be optimistic. We've had all these uh, dystopian pessimistic views of the future give us some optimism and one, one of the things that's interesting about that is you get these funny cynical answers but when people gave their lengthy answers to the question it didn't sound very optimistic to me you know it sounded very kind of clinical and kind of long-winded and and it was like you're missing the idea here right you're missing the right. whole where's the hope right where's the where's the where's the feeling of hope and it's almost like we don't know how to hit those buttons anymore so i don't know that we need right now a switch or a dial that will increase those but I, we definitely want to look at all of the structures that we've created online all the interactions that we're having and seeing if we can't start to turn that corner just a little bit and start and one thing i do on social media is i just i've gotten to where i almost will not post anything political. I have political ideas and leanings, but I, I don't necessarily want to uh, put that out there as what I'm remembered for. I'm, I'm the friend with the crazy scientific ideas that you hadn't heard about yet, that if I want to know what's going on uh, in the scientific world or something, it's a good thing I've got as a Facebook friend, Stephen, 
because he's going to he'll link to that. I'm not the guy that's going to give you the latest outrage by the other party because there's plenty of people that will do that for you. Uh, the stuff I like to share is like, isn't this the coolest thing you've ever seen? That's what I like to share. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome. And it might not be a scientific thing. It might be some guy with a powered parachute go-kart kind of thing, some cool gadget like that or something. Add something to the conversation that's not negative about somebody else. Just something that has really impressed you and maybe made you feel something other than anger or even cynical humor, you know, something that makes you feel a little hopeful, that shows the world to be just a little bit interesting and, and magical. So get out there, folks. Yeah, don't be like Stephen. Be like Carl Sagan, perhaps. He's a good example. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to try to be a little more Sagan-like going forward. Obviously, we've just scratched the surface on talking about manipulating our emotions. And it's interesting that it came back to social media because that's a thing that we've talked about quite a bit over the last few years. And I think we're going to see a lot more of this. But... I think if people could begin to take accountability for it at their level, individual interactions day to day, that would at least be a start. And I think a start is about all we'll be able to do on this program. We're already running a little bit long. Well, I'll tell you what, Stephen, we're going to come back on Friday. We've got a brand new show. It's going to be on a different topic. We're going to leave emotions behind for now and talk a little bit about what we can or can't rule out. So put your tinfoil hat on. Get ready to talk I'm not saying it's aliens, but uh, get ready for the Friday show. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been great talking with you. It's been great having you all with us. We look forward to being with you again on the next program. And until next time, live to see it. Mm-hmm.